Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. Yeah, nice ain't it. Reach out and grab a slice of that butt cake. On the Chuck Barris stages in Hollywood, California, it's Three's a Crowd. The game that determines who knows the husband best and fight for his secretary. Now let's meet the husband. Ty Whip. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblanc. London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me. <laughs> Glad to see the dog getting comfy in the chair there. Yeah, we're going to have to get him a mic. Well, he likes hanging. He's about as nervous as Brad. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what is really going on. He's a little less sweaty. <laughs> I feel for Brad because, you know, that car I drive back and forth in the airport, no air conditioning. It's the, fine. The Honda? The Honda, yeah. How long have you had that thing? Oh, four? Really? Yeah. I had the truck for 03. It's a bad time of year, no AC. But yeah, it's rough. Is it Honda? Does all the. Because you were the first person I knew that had a hybrid. That had a hybrid. Does all the hybrid stuff still work? I think some of the cells of the battery are given a little bit, so it's not as. Need to put on the charger? No. (laughs) Work like that? I'd need to rebuild the battery, which is probably worth more than the car is worth. Right. But uh, it's been paid for for like, I don't know, 12 years or something. Right. I paid it off pretty quick and. The only thing that's ever really gone wrong with it, other than some transmission stuff, which is just an inherent fault, but was just some cells of that battery. And that started happening on our ill-fated trip to the bad strip club years ago, and it's oh, still going. Really? So. Huh. But it probably gets there's an omen. Probably yeah. gets in the high 30s Should still. Know. Shit, can't beat that. And, you know, but it's hot as fuck. What did it used home. to get? Uh, high 40s. Okay. Miles per gallon. Still better than I get. Still better. All right. It's Can You Hear Me, the podcast, three guys talking about stuff with a, what the hell kind of dog is this? He's a Cavachon. What a bullshit name you got, dog. <laughs> Cavachon is a mix, between, it's basically a mutt. No, but a Cavachon is a mix between a Bichon and a Keen Cavalier Spaniel. All these things you said are just <laughs> made up words. You are a man, and you should have a proper man dog. This is not a man dog. No, he's a he's a play dog. You uh, obviously did not pick this dog out. No, but, well, I kind of did, because there's both the dogs that we have had since we've been together. We've had a Yorkie, which yes. is not a man dog. Yeah. And we've had this Cavachon, which is not a man dog. But the best thing about these dogs is they do not shed. Well, that's, that's way better than the situation I got at my exactly. house. Exactly. Because I'm making fucking wool at my house. Yeah, bulldog hair. over the years, we had a beagle for a little while that right. I loved. She was, I loved that little beagle. But God almighty, yeah. hair, yeah. freaking hair. You know, and the same way with labs. I've yeah. had labs over the years. I've got a lab and a golden lab mix. And hair and, everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, they stay outside most of the time. Yeah. But whenever, yeah. When no, my, mine, yeah, my, those bulldogs, it's just hair everywhere. Yeah, so... I love dogs, but...
but I do not like dog hair everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm real Gustav. The dog's name is Banjo, except we call him Danny Joe. I'm Ty Webb, and my name is Ty Webb, but they call me Ty Webb. And I am Heavy Longmire. And you can find us on Twitter at Real Gustav. At Muzzy74. I'm going to change it, Brad. Suck it. And at Longmire Heavy. You're going to change it to suck it? I'm gonna, it might be already taken. I'm going to try to find a way to spell it where it's, it'll still work. I salute you and your cause. You can email us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. You can find us on the interwebs at canyouhearmepod.com where all of our old episodes are. I noticed that we had a new listener that could only see back, I think, 10 episodes in the RSS feed. Oh. And so if you run into that in the way that you consume your podcast, you can just go to our website and play all of them for there. A new listener, huh? A new listener, yeah. Where from? Do we know? It's one of the work wives. Oh. The ex-work wives now. You told them, huh? I finally told them. And much to my surprise... Started plowing through. Uh, by the time they, I'd listened, they'd listened to like four or five episodes. And here is a quote from this ex-work wife. Is this the Italian Stallion? This is the Italian Stallion. She had listened to our episode where we had been talking about comparative religion. Ah. And she had some choice words for us. Uh-oh. Yeah. I wouldn't have written it down if it was positive. She said, and I quote... If I wanted theology talk, I would go to church. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have and it. And there you have it. Well, I can't promise that we're not going to talk a little bit of theology because it's part of life. And, you know, we're not, uh, we are men of faith of some varying degrees. So it is part of our life. And we find it interesting. So in between the dick jokes and the talk about strip clubs and guns and favorite hammers, we're probably going to drop a little uh, ecumenical discussion into the mix. Yeah, because you're not going to get the other folded in at most church services. That's true. That's true. That is well, true. I did make the joke. That I fired back that I said, well, you don't get dick jokes at church. And I said, but you are Catholic, so maybe you do. <laughs> there you go. So I, oh, that reminds me to, at some point, I've got to tell you the grab story from church. Oh, yeah, Remember? that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Don't let me forget that. That is good. I do have that on the notes for ideas. So in our last episode, we've been talking about tattoos and some piercing talk and how we found that on the ladies. But we had also postponed curves talk. Not the gym. Not the gym. Because I'm pretty sure that you got thrown out of there. They kicked me out twice. It's too bad. (laughs) Too bad. Because I think that's like a judgment-free zone or something like that. That's what I thought. That's why I went. Well, if you'd have toweled off... <laughs> if you've been wearing more than a towel, right. maybe that might also have helped. I'm, Headband. I am a fan of the curvy girl. Me too. I, I I look back in our youth, and while I was no ladies' man by any way, shape, or means, I do think that there were some girls that we might have turned our nose up at. Got looked over. That were considered plump back then or fat by those standards, that in hindsight was like, that is some pretty good stuff. <laughs> so I fully am for the curvy girl. Yeah. that And I I don't know if that's something, well, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the curves, Ty? I've got no problem with the curves. Okay. It's all. It's more about the body shape, you know, than, right. I mean, there's 
I think curve implies some sexiness to it, you right. know, like it's it's all about the but some shape for sure. Like, well, but you can you can you can have a shape that's I think part of its presentation and attitude also. Right. Well, of course. You know, I, with any that's shape, something that's our true. Chef, our chef friend knows about. It's all about presentation. <laughs> that's right. Shoehorned that in. Wow, our Chef Robert reference of the episode. There you go. Thank you, Chef Robert. It's all about. Presentation. I bet you didn't think you were going to get brought up on curves talk. Uh, he may have some HSOs on curves talk for us. So give us a shout out, Rob. And this goes with anybody. I mean, you could be stick model thin and if you wear a sack that's what you're going to look like and your hair looks like shit so when somebody puts some effort in it goes a long way that's right you know just like personality goes a long way right we were taught by sam jackson that's right but we're all of the mind that more is better than less when it comes to yeah i mean the stick figure it just has no appeal to me whatsoever i I don't like to see bones protruding no unless it's from yourself yes and I do take pictures of that daily to document that. Yeah, and you're always smiling in them. Right. Quit sending those to us. Oh, that's what Snapchat's for, buddy. Oh, well, okay. What the hell is Snapchat for? I don't know. I don't know. understand I don't it. Know. Kids today with These their Snapchat. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, is it like Instagram? I guess. Which what the fuck's Instagram uh, for? Just sending pictures? Just sending pictures. Well, you can text pictures. Or you well, can put but pictures you on put, Facebook. So, but you're, but you're gramming. Yeah, you're gramming. I did set us up an Instagram account for Can You Hear Me Pod. Right. And I'll post goofy pictures of albums or funny stuff I but see. But you can do that on Twitter as well. I could, but if I put this on there and I put a hashtag, a podcast, somebody that listens to podcasts will see it and like it or somebody vinyl. Somebody listens to podcasts. It's like somebody that <laughs> looks at websites. Somebody who enjoys audio. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I see that picture and think. Do you like websites? <laughs> Do you enjoy listening to people talk? So here's a funny thing about Instagram that I didn't realize because I'm an old man with, I don't a, with a new technology. So I make our little Instagram account and I followed some of our normal suspects out there that we interact with. They have Instagram accounts as well. Austin has an Instagram account. JJ has an Instagram account. They're young kids. Of well, I know, but anyway, yeah. so I follow them, and they follow us back. Young men. And at me. some point... <laughs> They're not like seven. Excuse Speaking me, of curves, I'm going to tie all this back together. Okay. There is a curvy model, plus-size model, called London Andrews. Are you familiar with her? No. Very attractive. Done a little bit of porn, if you want to look it up. What was her name again? London <laughs> Andrews. London Andrews. And let me show you a picture over here. As he writes that on, on his Instagram. Hand. London Andrews. So I knew she was on Instagram because I see on Tumblr that she's on Instagram. And so I followed her. And as anybody that likes curvy women, I see some of these pictures. And so I just clicked the little like button and went on about my business. Well, one day Austin comes along and he's like on Twitter, he's like, all right, Gustav, liking the London Andrews, liking the curvy girls. And so you can see what other people like. I don't want any part of that. That seems problematic. Well, you better watch out on Tumblr because they made that where I don't like shit on Tumblr. You can like, you can see. I've never what, even if you been to Tumblr. Well, it's a uh, it's a weird place. Man. What is it? It's like a micro blogging platform that's actually just full of porn and social justice warriors. Oh, good. Any of that together? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. In a very confusing mix of things. Yeah. But there's a huge thing of porn. Like Saul Linsky behind the green door. Yeah, it's. <laughs> 
it's you're damn straight and they're talking about gender fluidity and then there's a picture of a dick okay. and then they're you know then there's a picture of giant boobs and then they're ranting about how we shouldn't eat pigs or something i don't know it's crazy but i think i know why i haven't been there now but old austin he just came along and he just looked at everything so that's oh old. yes yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. she's an attractive lady. So anyway, you can check out London Andrews yeah. and that's, wow. that's very curvy and very top notch. Yeah. But like that Kate Upton. Yeah. Kate Upton. Yeah. That's a good one. Ooh. This, she's I was a little walking bit through a store the other day, a gas station or I can't remember where it was where they had magazines sitting in it. Plumpers uh, three. No, it was like a, I don't <laughs> know. Electric was, boogaloo. I don't know if it was people or what it was, but there was this girl that in a swimsuit that caught my eye. Damn, what was her name? And uh, I tried Barbie? to I tried to put her name to memory because I, I was like, I'm did. gonna look her up, see what she's all about. <laughs> look her up. See hard. what she's all about. Uh, like you're gonna really be really interested in her bio. See right. what her, see what her position on global warming is. See what her likes and dislikes are. Boy, oh, that was the here. biggest crock of shit. Why do they Here's even bother? Her. You know what? Kids don't even know what we're talking about. No. Here's her hobbies. So back yeah. in the day, there was a magazine called Playboy. Yes. That used to have nude pictorials, about an average of three pictorials per episode. It, it was the gold standard Absolutely. for nude, nude magazine. Very classy nude. These weren't, this wasn't. This wasn't spread open gynecological yeah. material. And back in the late 60s, that magazine was the shit. Yeah. I mean, it was stereos and Norman Mailer's writing articles yeah. and there's Shell Silverstein. interviews. Yeah, it was just. Awesome. Yeah. And it had beautiful women with large breasts and some airbrushed bush. You know, it was very tastefully airbrushed. Right. But on the centerfold, it would have a little bio page on the backside, and it would tell you their likes and their dislikes. Yeah. That's right. And they always loved horses and long walks, walks on the beach. The beach That's right. And pina coladas. And yeah. Disliked mean people. Right. Yes. They and disliked I, bullies. And I always thought, wow, me too. <laughs> we got, got something in common. We've got so much in common. <laughs> we both love pizza and hate Satan. There's so much room for activities. But anyway, the curvy girl, back and going back to the 60s, you know, the 50s, we had the sex bombshell. You had your Marilyn Monroe, your Mamie Van Doren's, your uh, Jane Mansfield's, all these curvy, voluptuous women. Now, they might have had really narrow waist, but very hourglass figure. Right. And the Playboy Playmates fell right in line with that. Big, giant torpedo boobs. You know, just... You had your Raquel Welch. Your Raquel Welch. Bobby Benton. Oh, the great Bobby Benton. <laughs> and then somewhere in like 68 or whatever, Twiggy hits. Twiggy. And I don't know who the fuck decided that. Man. And it turned into Bad skinny. Move. The You know... The uh, men's magazines held out a long time because Barbie Benton was seventies. Yeah, you know, we're we're still pushing it. And we had we had our Linda Carter Wonder Woman. Mm. Linda Carter, Lord, one of the best of all time. The goat. God. But then you know even the the angels who we love. Yeah. They were all skinny. Yeah. You know we had like Victoria Principal out there. Well, we had. Uh, but what's old, her name? Uh, Jeannie. Yeah. Oh, I got a great picture I found the other day. Jenny. I dream of Jenny. Oh, shit. I found a great picture. It's What's her, name? her Barbara, Barbara Eden. Eden. Yeah. She's washing a car. It's like a... God, know, she they're, was gorgeous. They're doing like a publicity shot. 
and Hagman is standing behind her looking at her ass, obviously. And I will post that on the website. It may be the cover picture for this week's episode. Before yeah, I forget was, about it. Ugh, yeah, she was great. Man. She was curvy too. She was curvy. But not as I mean not I mean but yeah, but compared she, to compared to now, to, yeah. compared to Twiggy she was. Even compared to the Angels. Yes. Before I forget about it, and this is one of our standard rabbit trails, there is a video on YouTube of Barbara Eden on some kind of special. This is post-Genie, I think, where she does a cover song and dance routine with high production value. Lots of dancers, lots of psychedelic effects of blood, sweat, and tears spinning wheel. (laughs) And it is fantastically awful. And she's I, sexy. She's doing like the punk oh, thing, I imagine. you know, and it's all mm. grinding. And then there's all these dudes just happy dancing <laughs> behind her, which don't really, I don't think they're really looking at her. It, it, it's, it's awesome. I'll also put that link in the show notes if, for you to go look at. It's 70s. I'll tell you somebody else. Like 71, 70. Yeah. Uh, Who was curvy was Julie Andrews. What? What? Huh? What? No! Julie Andrews? You are fucking smoking crack. I do remember her having some up tops. Yes. Not much. But I don't remember no, much else. You can go watch Victor Victoria. She does not have the up tops. She's topless really? in Victor Victoria. She is topless in that. I, I mean, they're had, like a B, maybe. She definitely would be tops. way down on the list when no, you start talking no, about curvy. No. Okay. You in may have mind, her mixed up. She may have a, have Mary had like Poppins? a, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's costume was... in that. No. No, you go watch Victor Victoria. Okay. And granted, that's, you know, 15 years later or whatever, but they're not, not, good. not I mean, it's, hey, it's, I got to see Julie Andrews tits, but right. it's not that great. Okay. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, you're like, oh, hey, but it's not what you're thinking. Funny I think you'll get rid of my Mary Poppins fantasies. No, you can keep I just Mrs. Longmire dressed like that. That's fine. Keep that umbrella. Well, but I wouldn't think of her as overly curvy. No, that's, that's not right. what I would do. I redact my statement. I, she's definitely doable. Right. We and need to maybe we need to revisit that Victor Victoria picture. Maybe we need to break. watch Mary Poppins. Maybe we just need to, to just sit down and do a live episode of us watching Mary, <laughs> Mary Poppins, Poppins and see if we can keep heavy from masturbating <laughs> during it. <laughs> we could just we'll Jim, be on Jiminy, masturbation Jim, watch. Jiminy. It doesn't appear that he's done it yet. Oh, folks. I think uh, I saw something move. Uh, no, nope, uh, just right, think of another. Okay, Linda Carter for sure. Well, Linda Carter is absolutely. I mean, like, I mean that's the only reason. I ever watched Wonder Woman. I mean, what about Lyle Wagner? It's a handsome yeah, man. That's right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that hair. But then says Ty, going into <laughs> highest praise, the late '80s. We pick up some, the, we pick up a little bit of steam, but there's still some skinny girls with yeah. big old titties. Our Heather start, Thomas yeah. and our yeah, start getting skinny, skinny. I would say from yeah, from the mid '80s till let's factor in cocaine into this equation. Yes, that's exactly that's. That was the point I was getting to. I Sorry, I didn't mean to you, cut you off. Like when you get into the whole Miami Vice era, yeah. right. what is sexy starts to change from the modeling right. perspective. And then, when was it the late 90s, mid-90s, they got into that whole heroin look. Yeah, the, the uh, like bone, skinny. We got a girls. little, there was a little bit of it came back with Baywatch. With yeah, Pam you, Anderson yeah, you had and some that of that. Thing, but it was, it was much more skewed to the skinny for sure. And, and even that seemed kind of almost an anomaly. I mean, I guess maybe not because, you know, I think, and this is not as, as mainstream as far as well-known name, but along the same era, I was always a big fan of Price is Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Price is Right Girls? The Price is Right Girls. 
One, the tall blonde was very thin, but there was Diane Parkinson. Yeah. And she did Playboy about the time we were going to college. Seen it. And that was legit. Really? Have you seen the new Price is Right girls? I'll stack them up against Diane Parkinson any day. I don't care. Diane Parkinson was hot. And she went full nude in Playboy. Special edition. Like nothing but her. Was she, what color hair? Blonde. blonde. She, the blonde she was the one? shorter okay. blonde, the okay. better looking blonde. Yeah, I remember they were all good looking. She yeah. was on there for a while. A long time. Yeah. And um, I would have had to gotten spayed and neutered. <laughs> yeah. Keep you might control. want to go ahead and just get both. Just, get, just go ahead, double. Think Bob tapped it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that son of a bitch. How do you think he had a smile on his face That's for 30 years with, straight? Dealt with Zelda from Washington. A Wisconsin with a <laughs> smile on his face because he's back there getting his knob slobbed by some man. Curvy girl, you know, I'm glad to see that it's come back. Obviously, you know, life has reference ranges where there's what's in and outside of your permissible. Mm-hmm. And even though I am a fan of the curvy girl, I do have an outside range there. You know, you can get a little bit too big. So. It's where it's not curvy, it's just round. Or it's slabs. Yeah. You know. But some of those plus size models, man. I oh, mean, it, they, like, like that one you just showed yeah. us a picture of. It's, it's, it's changed the game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's different now. And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad it's to that. Like I said, presentation is a big deal. So I think if you had somebody that used to may have just put on a Tweety Bird shirt, triple XXL, and a pair of sweatpants, maybe they see that now and they, Right, hey, you I can know, pull this off. I can. Well, back to Kate Upton. When what was that phone right. game she yes. was advertising a couple oh, of years yeah, ago? Yeah. Iron right, Age something. I don't Clash know. Clash of Titans or some shit like that. Clash of the Titties. Clash of Clans. I, whoa! I was. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what it's called. I said something to Mrs. Longmire. It's like where the commercial came on one day and watching. I said, I think I might buy that game. And she, she said, uh, she <laughs> she's said, not in the she game. She said, you do realize she's not in the game, right? It's a cartoon. Look, oh, well, screw that. I'm not going to buy He did not game. realize it. Of no, course he didn't. I was not aware. But it was just going to be her riding horseback. It <laughs> yeah. would be a great game. That, that would be pretty good. Just her as a centaur. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've seen what happens on the back end of those horses. No, thank you, sir. Back to college times. How about the genius of the man show girls on trampoline? Oh, that was just the man show in general. The man show in general, but that girls, was good. That was what is Adam Carolla doing now? He does a podcast does and he? makes a very good living at it. Really? Yes. What's Jimmy Kimmel up to? I don't know. I don't think he's doing anything. Oh, uh, <laughs> and the guy that could drink the beer so fast. Oh yeah, Fritz. Oh, it, oh, no, it wasn't Fritz. It was. Uh, the fox or something? I can't fox. remember. Fox. Yeah. fox. Yeah, it was fox. And now girls jump, jumping, jumping on trampolines. trampolines. That was just genius. Yeah. Those guys were funny. They were. Yeah. That was the, the, the original incon, uh, inception of that show was good. Yeah. yeah when it w- turned to Stan Ho and Rogan, it wasn't very good. But Yeah. I, I mean, I quit watching yeah, before Yeah, but the, the originals, that was good stuff. But yeah. It was quality bit TV. Yes. It was like an o- homage to the gong show kind of feel. To Man, it. I watched some gong show clips the other day, and I got up in the dance with Amin Gene, the dancing machine. It was great. It was like being, you know, five years old just that watching show that was shit. So, I really wonder if it holds up, because I haven't gone back and watched it's it. It's awful, but 
it makes you just happy, you know. And it's all just, those old shows back then, the old Password, the old Pyramid. Match old, Game. Yeah, all of that. It was just... Pyramid was great. And you got, like, and we've talked about this several times, but it was more, you know, kids got more of a look or a peek into the adult world back then. Oh, yeah. Whereas, you know, it wasn't like this whole genre of kids programming yeah. and then adult programming. It was like... Saturday morning, you got cartoons, and that's great. But otherwise, you know, you're watching stuff that's right. mainly for adults. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, yeah, but it Green was. Green Acres and all that. So, you know, that wasn't for kids. I mean, it was family friendly, right, but it wasn't exactly. made for kids. I mean, there's. But if you were watching, like, Match Game, there were lots of, or a Newlywed Game, there yeah. were there were things said that you didn't quite get. Right. right? And uh, you Lots know, of innuendo, and right. some just directly. Making Whoopi, you know. And, yeah. right. What the hell is Whoopi? The match game, they used to record those in the evening and sauced. They would start off like the first episode, they might have had a pre-game cocktail, but they would take breaks in between and have something to eat and drink. And the longer the night went, the looser they get. And you can tell it when they're all falling over and, you know, making a big deal. Do you remember, I can't remember the name of the, the game show right off the head. We may have talked about it before. It, the concept, it was from Chuck Barris, so the genius it's, behind the yeah, it'll uh, be good. gong show. It had a man, his wife, and his secretary, and they had to ask the wives questions yeah, to that, see oh, which that. one knew the dude better. And they were oftentimes really pointed in a yeah. innuendo or a flat out method and it had this really weird guy with a flattened perm he like had a, almost like a flattened this afro vaguely ringing a bell i'll try to find some clips of it it was a train wreck because there's people the dude's obviously banging his secretary yeah, and it's right. 70 a lot, something a lot of tension you know. on set and i always wondered like who the hell signed up yeah. with this you who know? thinks this is going to be a good idea right, right. precursor to uh, jerry springer jerry springer stuff. yeah and then again, how much of it was a, how much of it was real, and you right. know, it all blurs of. Well, in talking, I brought this up earlier. I had, I mean, we talk a lot about how things, how much, how different things are now. We brought up this new Netflix series, Stranger Things. Yeah. That takes place in Indiana in '83. Y'all hadn't started it yet. I was telling you how good a job they do replicating the early '80s, and you know, before cell phones, before you know when. Back when you could, you know, tell your parents, hey, I'm spending the night over at so-and-so's house. And yep. Then you, they t- say, hey, I'm spending the night over at so-and-so, you know, and just, and there was just landlines, and that's the only way your parents could keep up with you. Right. You know, pay phones, that kind of thing. And I was sitting there watching it, and it, I mean, it really took me back to, I mean, that doesn't seem that long ago to me. Well, to us and, uh, it's not, but it's a lifetime now. Yeah. And just so, I mean, the, that show does a tremendous job. I'm going to steal a, a line from Donald Trump. A tremendous job. Luxurious. A luxurious job. The best job. The best job of uh, replicating the early 80s in the uh, just kind of kind of own your <laughs> You leave the house, yeah, you're I mean, on your own, man. But you can't text mom and dad, hey, I'm over at so-and-so's house. Or, there was hey, a I'm lot a- less. I think there was a lot. I mean, there was definitely a lot less. Helicopter oh, parenting. There was no oh, helicopter. Some, some of it was out of. Some of it was just a change in personality and philosophy, and people are different, you mm-hmm. know, now than they were then. Some of it was just that the option wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, two parents working. Yeah, or if I mean, like, like you said, like if you say you're going to 
you know, spend the night, at, you know, with a friend or y'all are going to go to the movies and you're going to go do this and you're going to go do that. I mean, there was no real way for them to track you unless they wanted to get in their car and follow you around on. Right. And they exactly. weren't going to do that. And uh, they should take you in. And, and it, it's interesting, you know, a couple of times, you know, an episode that I've watched, you know, there's some tension in, you know, the kids saying they're they've been at this one place and the parents like, tell yeah, me, tell me the truth. Right. And like. And I can just picture myself. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah, where yeah, I was at. Yeah, you know? no, no, oh no, we didn't go over there. No, yeah. No. And but it, it was it was so much more like point to point though. For like, I mean, I'm assuming it was the same for you guys. But a lot of times, like once you got old enough to like have your driver's license, especially to that age, it was like you leave and then you just have to be back by a certain exactly. time. Right. And there wasn't a lot of really asking even about what went on in between. And no. sometimes it might just be a call to say. I'm going to stay at so-and-so. So-and-so. so-and-so's tonight. Yeah. And that would be right. okay. Right. They didn't have to talk to their parents. No. And, they, and some of that was because it was a small town, too, and it's right. not like they couldn't find out if that happened. Exactly. But still, there was a lot more independence and trust, you know, maybe blind trust sometimes. Yeah. But at least it was just... You didn't have to. You didn't have to come home and like debrief or anything. Right. Like this is what I did here. This is what I did there. Right. This is what I got to check in every hour. That kind of thing. Yeah, that just didn't happen. You know, and also blind trust until you abused that trust, and then it was the grounding. Right. And which I don't know if kids get grounded like we got grounded. And I think now it's like okay, no iPad. Yeah. No loss of privileges more now. No. No phone. No texting for a week, something yeah. like that. Where ours was, you go to school, you come straight home. Right. You're not doing no I phone calls. You're not going any. You're not doing anything. You know, I think grounding's the, the, a bigger player now because there's just there's not as many options. There weren't as many options then to punish the way there is. There wasn't stuff to take away. Well, I mean, well, you take away everything. It was like you couldn't leave the house. You right. became a prisoner in the house. When we, you know, and in your house there wasn't as much to do as now. exactly. You know, you know, they'd say, well, no phone. Yeah. Yeah. They're not home. Unless they're checking the, you know, phone lines or something. But I mean, I think kids now would rather, if you gave them a choice between, especially like, let's say during the school year. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to be grounded for two weeks, which means when you get home from school, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to talk to anybody. You're not going to do anything like that. Or I'll take your phone away and you can't use your phone when you're at school or anything like that. I guarantee you more of them would choose the grounded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, so. Taking the phone away from That's, those kids now is but yeah. like of course, you know, much worse than grounded. We've yeah. only, we've gotten our oldest a phone because he's gotten to the point now where he's in things where you need to drop him off. Right. And we've got three and a lot of times I'm off on some kind of secret stuff. So Mrs. Gustav's having to manage three kids and be at three places. And mm-hmm. it's like, we'll leave him and he'll call when. Right. He's done yeah. with scouts or something. So it becomes a tool for the parent. Sure. But the kid's sitting there playing. I mean, he, right. it's a toy to him. Yeah. Well, just think about how much, uh, you know, how out of touch or out of contact the parents were when we were growing up when that stuff went on, too. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, dropping off kids, leaving them for practice, coming back and picking them up, that was normal. Right. Yeah. You know, and we didn't and you know, and there was no contact in between. Right. We're dropping hey, us practice. off at the pool, yeah, I'm almost all done. day. Le- leaving you all day. Uh here's a can of Vienna sausage. Well, here, here's some money you can go in the clubhouse and get some crackers and a coke, That's you know. Right. If you had to make a phone call, you had to go in there to the in the clubhouse yeah. and, and the no bar. And no contact between 8 in the morning and 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you know. Going there to the bar, they'll let you use the phone to call your mom. <laughs> right. You know? 
you, you were just out there on an island. And along those lines, that freedom, that puts you, especially once you started driving, sometimes into, I got to figure my way out of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got broken down. Right. There's no just calling somebody. You it's either had, growing up. Yeah. You either had to fix that flat yep. or... Or if you get stuck, you got to walk to somebody's house and yep. hope they'll help you and yep. all that stuff. I remember because you know I grew up on that highway. That was always a big thing. People having to walk up to the house and ask for ask to use the phone, ask or, use something. The phone or something. Those damn drifters, walking drifters, up. and you know if it was my grandmother, <laughs> that door wasn't open. They, right. Nobody was helping. You know, yeah. Um, my dad, he would be more. You know, but it was a. The cordless phone was a big change of that because you could yeah. hand the phone outside to them. But yeah. yeah. Letting somebody just into the house and right. onto the nice shag carpet there was a, was a uh, different thing. An old man that lived down the road from my parents. And in the this was, you know, back before cell phones. In the winter when all the deer hunters would, you know, come down around those government woods and stuff and, you know, people get stuck. Yeah. He was the closest house oh. coming out. He didn't have any cattle anymore or anything like that. In the winter, he'd let the air out of one of the tires in his tractor. Ah, oh, that's pretty <laughs> smart. When people come up asking, you know, they'd see the tractor. Can you pull me out? No, I got a flat. Can't help you. you know, that's a genius right he just there. He got yeah. tired of pulling folks out all the time. You know, they didn't that's have cell- a problem solver. That's the yeah. best thing I've ever heard. That son of a bitch is smart. They didn't have cell phones to yeah. no, call was, anybody. You just walked you know? until you found something. Yeah. And- well, and that's where the uh, what doesn't happen anymore is like hitchhiking. Right. Came, not hitchhiking like to get across country, but like hitchhiking to get a ride into town yeah. or hitchhike to get a ride to the phone. Right. You know, uh, I mean, I remember having to do that a couple of times when I was a kid with uh, my mom to where like we car broke down the middle of nowhere or something. And we had to, you know, we had to catch a ride with somebody to get to a phone. Right. And that doesn't happen anymore. No. I, I remember I was moving out to Lubbock to go to school my freshman year. And I just loaded up everything in my shitty car and headed out that way. Parents didn't take me out there because they had to work. And I got out towards... Broke down an Electra. Yeah, Electra. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Uh, pretty close to it. Yeah. Broke down. Wagon uh, it, lost a wheel. <laughs> yeah. Lacked Ambition 1. And no cell phones. I, it, it didn't, like, die, but it was just barely running. And I limped into... I don't think it was electric. It was maybe even further out, maybe Seymour or something. Okay. But I limped in, and, you know, I had some money on me. And the guy's like, I think it's your fuel filter. I think that's all it is. And I'm like, well, can you fix it? Well, the truck's not going to be back till you know, 5 o'clock or something. But I can change it then. So I just had to sit around and, you know, right. got it fixed and got it taken care of, didn't freak out or anything. And I think I may have found a pay phone and called him and said, you know, I'm out here, and this is what's happening. And they're like, okay, all right, well, right. let us know if it doesn't. Right. Call us when you get there. Yeah, call us when you get there. Yeah. And you just kind of had to deal with it. Now, any kid would be yeah. on the phone the second something started going wrong. And not that that's a bad thing. Right. But it certainly made That's you, your first option. Now. Yeah, that's your first thing. And if it was my kids, I'd want them to call me, yeah. you know. But at the same time, you don't uh, develop that independent Get yourself out of this mess. It's, it's, it, we may be creating this world where it's always somebody's going to come bail me out. Yeah, yeah, I think it's stunted the problem-solving skills for sure. Probably. I mean, because there was a lot of, we got to figure out how to get this fixed before the parents find out. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Too. 
or we got to figure out how to get out of this without somebody knowing. Not first thing is to call yeah. and come rescue us from the situation. Yeah, the, it's going to we're created a whole uh, generation of lifeline. You know, there. Yeah, right. yeah. One, your your mindset is completely different when you feel like there's a safety net that's there too. Right. That's one call away. I mean, it's one thing to feel like, well, if it gets worse, come to worse, I know I can, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. get my parents involved. That's very different than automatically any little thing, I'm going to turn it over to them or right. someone else. And, you know, since we've got daughters, I think maybe that's more the natural thing anyway, you know, that they're going to call on daddy eventually. Right. I'm not ready for that. I, I don't need, I'm not either. Yeah. Mine's enough of a firebrand. I'm hoping that she'll take care of herself against most things. And you know what? She's the only one of my damn kids that'll come outside with me to change a tire or build something or fix something. So my two boys may not know how to do shit someday, but she'll know how to do stuff. (laughs) They may be calling her. Right. Right. Not to change gears, but I just had something pop up on my phone that is a tale of the 903. Uh Uh-oh. And I think this might only happen in a rural area. There's a town up in the 903 called Gainesville. You may be familiar with it, especially if you travel north to the Windstar Casino. Are they the Tigers? Yes, I think so, aren't they? Gainesville Leopards. It doesn't matter. matter. This is from the local uh, 903 news station. Gainesville spa owner arrested (laughs) on prostitution charges. No. Hello. After a lengthy investigation, police arrested the owner of the Greenland Spa on prostitution charges. Yulon Wang, 59, of Gainesville, was arrested Thursday and charged with prostitution and practiced by massage establishment, both Class B misdemeanors. So I'm going to jump ahead here to the part that's a 903-specific thing. Police say they began the investigation after several people complained that the manager came on to them. One man told us off camera that Wang actually sat on him during his massage. Wang? Once that we, is Wang on him? <laughs> once we received those complaints, we started working with some outside law enforcement agencies <laughs> to bring... Come on, Bob, you got to go see this. To come... Uh, Several sheriff departments right. volunteered to take part in the investigation. To bring in some additional sources to assist us with the investigation. Scott tells us the massage parlor seemed to have a large clientele. Until this son of a bitch ratted him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Uh, there's always cars like during the daytime there usually are. I just always thought it was like a spa. I don't know. It was like a massage place. That's the most confusing <laughs> quote by a, a local business owner. They have the most confusing quotes on that. What kind of asshole... Turns them in. Goes to, the, goes to an Asian massage parlor and then turns them in. Right. Because they get hit on. <laughs> they get yeah. handsy with them. They get handsy on. She sat on me while she's giving me a massage. Oh, it is a female? It's a female. I read it as a male. No, Yulon yeah. Wang is a female. Yulon is a, is a of female. Of course. Well, yeah, of course. I don't know what you're... I, I've hearkened back to his confusion about Chinatown in general, so... <laughs> right. Anyway, that, that is a 903 type thing where the... Men that would actually go get a massage are so damn dumb that they don't know that's part of an Asian massage parlor. Like they thought it was a real, yeah, legit thing. I, he's gonna. Get, I hope they didn't get that guy's name. There's they did not put the guy's game. name. There's gonna be guys sure. in Gainesville whipping his ass. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna have to move. Now I've never been to the Asian massage parlor. Although right now on Instagram, our 
uh, avatar icon is a picture that Mrs. Monoblanc and I took in Chinatown in San Francisco that said, massage, very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> On a little handwritten sign that we thought was funny. But massage. Maybe it's the libertarian in me. I don't see the problem somebody paying to get, get a hand job. That, what about either. just prostitution in general? Not really. I mean, you know, I don't want, I don't want there to be a whorehouse next to the, the school or the church, but the only, well, you can regulate it. Yeah. I mean, the, you yeah. can't regulate that. Yeah. But, you know, I have no issue with it. The only thing that, pop, which I think you would be able to cut down on this, but the whole human trafficking thing comes into my mind with prostitution. And would it, you know, if it was legal, would it increase the human trafficking? Would it decrease the human trafficking? I would think if it was legal, you would. I think it would decrease it. I would think you would be able to somehow be able to regulate it. Well, just just the fact that there would be a more open marketplace would encourage competition, which would encourage, which would in turn reduce the demand to turn it into a. If you're if you're increasing competition. Just the number of parties doing it is what I mean. Not comp- not increasing like pimping, like I'm fighting for territory. But if all of a sudden now it's okay for, if it's decriminalized, anybody can do it. You could just put a Craigslist ad out and say, I'm giving hand jobs from five to six or I'll come to your house to give a hand job. <laughs> just from, just during the news. Right. Well, okay. There is a, it's hard to get a hand job while listening to Hanson. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a, a Belgian movie, and it's in the Criterion Collection, and I can't remember the name. It's it's a it's a long Sounds so hoity toity, doesn't it? It's well, it's it's in a it's a long uh, street address. Take off name. that fucking beret! <laughs> <laughs> but the damn movie's like four hours long, and it's nothing but this woman, her day to day. Is start this you to getting finish. a hand job? Well, she's turning tricks. In her house after her kid goes to school and before he comes home. And it's just her, here she is putting away the dishes. She turns a trick and welcomes home Robert, you know, to the house. And it just goes on day after day for hours and hours. Just the same damn thing. But if that was how it was everywhere, yeah. wouldn't be a big deal. I don't think you'd have as, I don't think you'd have as much human trafficking. I don't know, man. Think about it if weed was legalized and it was okay for everybody to grow it in their backyard. Would there be? I think the stigma of growing weed is a lot less than giving hand jobs from five to six. Than the stigma of a woman being a whore. What about male whores? Whores. I mean, Fred Garvey, male prostitute. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I don't think that I don't think there's any women that are shit. Yeah, now that it's legal, I'm going to do it. I I don't think the legality is much of a deterrent. You don't you don't think that that would. I bet you that it would. I do think that, I mean, I think you're right in that marijuana is more, just in general, socially acceptable than prostitution. Right. Have um, you watched Best Little Whorehouse in Texas recently? Speaking of Because I have. Yes. I, there's some prime time That is curviness. top notch. Not just Dolly, too. There's lots there's of nice curves in There's a lot in there. Dom DeLuise. Um <laughs> He's Very curvy. curvy. Me He's and curvy. Mrs. Monteblanc watched Best Little Whorehouse. I may have fallen asleep. Okay, we'll go back so, to what you, what you, what was the point you were getting to there. Well, it's just that Best Little Whorehouse is always the point. Well, I mean, at, you know at a me? point in our society, whoring was an accepted part of the overall landscape. It might not have been approved of, but there were whorehouses. Right. 
because at that point, and this talking is, about like this an is old not, this, I'm talking about 1992 I, in the Michelle's Ranch. I do think Heavy is right, though, that like if they legalized marijuana across the United States, and if they also legalized prostitution, there'd be far more people that are only not smoking pot right now because it's illegal and would start smoking it than there are that like, well, I would prostitute, but it's illegal. If they made it legal, I would do it. I mean, there's, I mean, there's definitely big groups that would do both, but I think marijuana, that group would be much larger. I mean, I can't think of any. There's much, I think there's much less stigma. To I, it. I agree. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not disputing that. I can't think of any girls that I've ever met that have just and known that would say, you know, the only reason I don't prostitute is because it's illegal. If it was, you know, ooh, it's legal, I'm going to go do it. Well, I think that there would be some that might, and again, they may turn to that as a, as an all, as a, but as an interesting point, I did read an article, and I want to say it may have been like the Atlantic or something like that here recently about the phenomenon of the sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. And there are websites now where girls, oh, yeah. and they're whores. Yeah, those are whores. I mean, whores. you can paint it in any direction, but they are sex workers in one way or the other. And in that generation of well, the Well, they're looking for a big payout, though. No, but some of them are just doing it. To, it's not. There are those that are that. But some of them are, I'm just doing this to pay the rent. Or they do cam shows and while they're an artist trying to live mm-hmm. in New York and stuff. And there's whole websites that are just geared just towards working their way finding these sugar. Yeah. yeah. What What would y'all say to the? Uh, have y'all ever had the discussion with your better half about the indecent proposal situation? <laughs> I'm not opening that window up <laughs> for a million dollars. Was it was a million, wasn't it? Have I don't remember. I'd probably fuck Robert Redford for a million dollars. I'd do for free. Yeah. Jeremiah Johnson dress. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, it would have to be full Jeremiah Johnson. Need to maybe, beard out. maybe uh, bu- uh, Sundance, uh, Sundance, you know, yeah. Butch Cassidy, Sundance. Yeah. Maybe that outfit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you could get double teamed by Butch and Sundance, <laughs> oh, spit roasted by Newman and Redford. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm sure somebody did at some point. Oh, I bet they have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like a <laughs> fantasy camp. Lord, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to get that out of my mind. No, that's pretty much. And for some reason, Newman's at the front. I don't know why. <laughs> why it's that way is in that, my head. Is, there oh. time, is that time to wrap up or how are we doing on time? Oh, yeah, we're a few minutes short. Okay. Unless we just well, that that's a good ending point because that's the, pretty, uh, uh, <laughs> threw it off the tracks. That's pretty much, that might as well be the end. Well, we oh. can always do another short one or another. Start no, another I think one. that's fine because you can't get much, uh, I don't know you top that. I, yeah, we can't do or better. Or bottom than, it. <laughs> yeah. Power bottom. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Can You Hear Me. Thanks for listening to us. Tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hear this gonna, shit, guys. We're just going to have to cut this off right after that joke, I think, because we've been useless after No, I it. think it's good that this is nice. Uh, email us. Tell us what famous <laughs> movie tag team you want to be spit roasted by. <laughs> yeah, is a lethal weapon more your speed? The three Stooges? What do you want? You know. Uh, All right, email us. Tell your friends about us, and we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye. And now, girls jumping on trampolines. Good night. Bye, bar
just reminding you, help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody. And world-class championship wrestling. In California, it's Green's a crowd. The game that determines who knows the husband best.